0: Hey, love. I just wanted to pop in here real quick before we get started on this week's episode to let you know about my new program, Embodied Healing. Women of color live in perpetual survival mode. It's part of living in a racist society, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right now, you're drained and exhausted and feel like you're grasping at straws. You put everyone first, trying to please everyone else, and you put yourself last every time. Your dreams are on hold, but until when? It's time to stop rejecting your own needs and start thriving. But you might be thinking, how can I say yes to myself when I've been saying yes to everyone else my entire life? It's about healing those old wounds of people pleasing and leaning into your inherent worthiness. Imagine what it would be like to live from a place of choice versus a place of obligation imagine living in the driver's seat of your life rather than as the passenger this is what it means to thrive so join me in embodied healing join me on this journey of becoming of living a life of choice and a life of freedom you can sign up at thepoetspriestess.com/embodied-healing i'll see you inside Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobion, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with The Grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you're able to enjoy some experience of beauty, no matter how big or small. It could be something as small as looking and enjoying nature and all of its floral beauty. You can look at the person that you love. You can take a deep breath and find beauty in that. In understanding how our bodies are miracles. So on that note, I'm going to start our episode with a tarot card. Uh, this is part three of the four part series journey to thrive. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the idea of safety, um, setting boundaries and really understanding how they work in order for us to heal and move into an experience of thriving in this life. So let's start with the cards first and see what guidance will come through for us today. And we have the world. Okay. So here's the thing about the world. I love this card. Um, It is the last card in the major arcana, which means that there is a cycle that has been completed and it's number 21 and the colors of this card are amazing where she there's a woman who is inside of a circle and she's wearing a rainbow colored dress and it's not rainbow as in like the stripes of the rainbow it's sort of an ombre kind of style. And, um, and I love it. And she's standing or more like dancing inside of a circle. And she has all of these, uh, sacred geometrical shapes around her. Um, and there is a light source behind her. It looks so brilliant, like the sun, uh, and she's so happy. And so at this, um, this card is indicating that something has been completed. Um, we just went through a very potent full moon in Capricorn and a whole bunch of other astrology, um, assisting us in releasing some big things, releasing things, uh, of, in terms of our emotions any emotional baggage that we've been holding on to, we've been in, asked to release them. And sometimes we've been actually forced to release them. And when I say forced, it's, it's energetically, like there are situations there where are just like, whoa. And then it's like, okay, I got to let this go, or it's just going to continue to, to create pain. And then um, we're also asked to let go of our thought processes, our limiting beliefs. And that probably has shown up in your life as certain situations where you're just like, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, like a wake up call happened or, you know, you just were like, why am I doing this again? I know that the result is going to be this. So maybe it's time for me to shift. And so what the world card is showing us is that we have come to completion in that releasing. Now completion is more, to be considered in terms of stages, right? So as we do our healing, we are we are just evolving and growing. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if we think about our journey as a spiral, then we won't get frustrated or disappointed when we tend to do the same thing that we thought that we healed. You know, it's it's if we think of it as a spiral, we will come across the same patterns over and over again, and the thing that's different is our response to it? How do we react to it? And if we get activated by something, our experience of that activation lessens. It's the duration of it lessens. So, for example, I love using the car, uh, a traffic example. You know, you're driving on the highway or whatever, and you're minding your own business, and some car like blows by out of nowhere, cuts you off, and you're like, what? I can't believe that jerk, or whatever, whatever, right? And usually, you know, if you haven't been doing the work, the the frustration, the anger, the righteousness tends to stay with you probably through the rest of the day, where you're still thinking about that person. And meanwhile, that person totally doesn't even remember that they did that, <laughs> you know? So you might be stewing in that feeling for the entire day and it just ruins your day and just like rah, 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 until the next day. And then you forget about it. But if you are doing the healing work, then that may, that will happen again. And you'll be like, Oh, I can't believe that jerk. But then you'll notice, Oh, I'm getting mad at that guy. Okay. I see that. I don't know what that's about, but let me take a look at that. And then you do the inner work and then that happens again. And then you're like, Oh, I can't wait, okay, no, that person probably needs, you know, to go somewhere. Um, Maybe there's an emergency, maybe they didn't see me. Either way, I am safe. I'm grateful that I'm safe. And what they are doing, as long as it doesn't physically involve me, is not anything to activate me because I am at peace with who I am and who I'm being. And I noticed my reaction to that initially was anger and frustration, but then I let it go. Um, so that is something to note. It's something for us to understand as we experience our healing journey. Um, so let me just read the guidebook for a little more uh, specific um clarity on this guidance. So this card is completion, joy, wholeness, achievement, happy endings, abundance, success, new levels of consciousness, and literally traveling the world. Now, how amazing would that be? Given our pandemic situation, travel has been a little tense, we'll say, not as free as we used to be, but uh, traveling the world sounds like so much fun. All right, so the world brings one of the most positive and abundant messages in the tarot. Congratulations, you've come so far. A large project or period in your life is coming to a successful conclusion and it's time to revel in the sweet afterglow of your success. So yes, celebrate my friends. This is a card of celebration. Um, if you're not quite there yet, take this card as a sign that you're on the right path. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Consciously step into the world's ascension energy. I welcome... Uh and welcome to this beautiful shift as your inner spiritual landscape merges with your outer reality. Okay, sorry, I was having trouble reading that <laughs> sentence. It was just awkwardly phrased. As you reach this stage of fruition, remain focused. Don't slacken your resolve as you glimpse the image. Oh, glimpse the magic at the end of the long journey, because it's time to follow through with your final steps and complete the cycle. Ooh, you know, that's so interesting because it makes me think of the 11th hour. It makes me think of how we are called to have unwavering faith that what we desire will be made manifest, right? The things that we want will manifest themselves. It'll manifest when they need, when the right divine time comes. A lot of us though, we like to, um, have expectations. It's like, Oh, I want to manifest a hundred dollars and it needs to be in my bank account by 5.00 PM tomorrow. It's like, (laughs) that's just funny to me. You know, it's like making demands on the universe. It's like, I, but what's, what's interesting. All right. So you make this demand on the universe. What's interesting is that you might limit yourself by saying that, by being that specific, you might limit yourself to that amount or that time and kept away something better because the universe tends to deliver much more than we want or expect because we don't know what we don't know and the universe knows better. So you can might ask for a hundred dollars by 5 PM tomorrow and you'll get it, but then you may not get the $500 that was coming your way the following day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But anyway, so where was I? Okay. Even in shadow, the world is a positive card that signals bliss and happy endings with oodles of positive energy on the way. So here's the mantra for this card. I accept this gift of completion and I send to new levels of awareness and wholeness. I am love. So yes, think about not just completion but wholeness we are all whole already it's just that a lot of us think we're broken because we haven't yet embraced the parts of us that we don't like so much you know the parts of us that we don't like so much are are also known as shadows and that's what shadow work is it's it's learning how to love every bit of yourself because you are already whole nobody is broken it is about being at peace and loving every bit of you. When people say that they're broken, it means that they have yet to acknowledge the parts of themselves that they've pushed away, that they've put in the shadows, that they've put in a box that they don't want to see. And so it feels like you're broken because you've, you've detached yourself from parts of you, but you're already whole. It's about making peace and reconciling those, Say, quote unquote, unattractive, those parts of you that you don't like, you know. And so, with the world card, it comes forward as a symbol that you have come to understand that you are whole. That yes, there is a level of completion to whatever part of the journey you're on. You're not on a journey. This journey, let me just tell you first this journey does not end, there is no end, it's just Chapters of a very, very long book. So you will feel a sense of completion, but there's still more work to do. Okay. Don't, don't get it twisted, my friends. (laughs) So that said, I want to talk a little bit about boundaries and safety. So we've been talking about thriving, about moving out of survival mode and doing the healing work so that we can thrive in the lives that we are meant to live. The lives that we dream about. Okay. The lives that we dream about, you know, those dreams were put there by the divine by source you are source and so god place that seed in your heart and the things that you desire are specific to you actually believe it or not you know if you're like i want a big house okay cool but i know that there's a specific big house that you want right there is there's a specific look to it specific cabinets specific you know doorknobs a specific shower and that is all you a lot of people might want a big house, but the kind of house that they want individual to each person, very specific. And so those desires are put there for me by divine. So when we, um, are in survival mode, we think that we don't deserve that. We're like, oh, those are just dreams, whatever. They're not real, blah, 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 blah. Wrong. <laughs> those are little tugs of the heart to say, Hey, there, here's your path. This is the path meant for you. This is the design meant for you, but you are free to, to follow whatever path you want. Just know that if you are not in alignment, it's not going to feel good. So you might want to tune into that. Just, just saying. Um, but I digress. So what I, I, want to point out is thriving is about living in alignment, living a life that feels good all the time. Okay. Not all the time. I will, I will put a caveat on that. There are times when we feel less good, where we feel out of alignment. When you're in alignment, it's not, it's not locked in permanently. You know, we live in a dynamic world. There is continual contrast. And so when we fall out of alignment, then we recognize, oh, okay, that's not what I want. I want this thing. You know, I don't want that and I want this instead. But sometimes we don't know what we want until we come across the thing we don't want, right? So we are constantly in flux, in process, moving. And what I like to think is that my focus is to be in alignment more times than not. You know, um, one of the things that, uh, Abraham Hicks says is that, yes, you can be in alignment and, but then you will fall out of alignment. But with practice, you can be out of alignment for a shorter period of time. It could just be like, whoop, nope, not in alignment, but here's the alignment and that the the response time, like I was saying about the, the, co- the person cutting you off in traffic, the response time is quicker. You spend time in the lower vibrations um, and move into the higher vibrations more easily and more frequently and for longer. So yay. Um, but about boundaries and safety. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, so part one was about release. We we're releasing old wounds, patterns, behaviors. Um, and some traumas, right? Because we have to release the heaviness. We have to release the things of the old selves. We've got to shed that stuff so that we can create more space for the new, for the things that we are in alignment with. Then part two was about play. And with play, I wanted to have you focus on getting back to what it means to be alive in your body to really let go to physically embody the experience of being human. We spend too much time in our heads, right? So can we spend more time in our bodies and just listen to our bodies and and say, Oh, okay. And with that we need to establish a resilience in the nervous system so that we can feel safe and secure. And that's where boundaries come in. And I know for a lot of women, boundaries are hard to establish. We'll say there's a lot of conditioning out in the world where women are told you need to serve. You need to put everyone before yourself. You don't want to be selfish. You're the mom. You need to provide care and cooking and driving and all the things, right? You're the one in charge of the kids, And, um, you need to go above and beyond in the workplace because you're a woman, you're not seen as, uh, competent enough compared to the man. I mean, hello, patriarchy. Right. And so our boundaries are non-existent, you know, and especially if you are a woman of color, you are living in survival mode. And as I said in a previous episode, survival mode is The parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system is activated in one of the 4F responses. And sometimes, you know, the 4F responses can shift from one F to another. Sometimes both are happening at the same time. But just as a a review is that the 4F response is you want to fight, you want to take flight, you might freeze, or you might fawn. And fawning is people pleasing. And so when we think about the people pleaser, the people pleaser has no boundaries, no boundaries whatsoever, because there is this perceived state of danger all the time. And the default is like, well, if I please the person, if I do what they say, if I show them that I'm worthy, that I deserve X, Y, Z, that I prove my worth, that I prove my value and my productivity, Then I won't get hurt. That is what it comes down to, my friends. And so, boundaries—having no boundaries—sends that message. Sending it's like, oh, okay, you need this report by yesterday. All right, I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to work on that report right now, and I'm going to get it to you as soon as possible. Or it's like, oh, can you um, pick up the kids because? Th- this other thing happened, you know, this work thing says the the spouse. Um, okay. I'll drop everything, including my own job responsibilities and go pick up the kids, even though it was your turn to do that. Um, you know, and there's other things like, Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to do? You know, it's those, those sort of indecisions that are happening also. Um, but boundaries, are so important because they establish your power. Um, people pleasing is such an interesting thing because it shows up in different ways. It's not just like, oh, okay, I'll do, I'll do what you say and I'll drop everything and, and do it. But it's also, you know, performance wise, you know, like as a kid growing up, it was for me, um, having good grades. It was, you know, you better get A straight A's, you know, or you're going to get in trouble or we're going to love you less. They didn't say that. My parents didn't say that, but that was felt. That was what I perceived. And so out of fear for getting kicked out of the house, not again, they didn't say that, but that was a very real fear that I sensed for fear out of getting kicked out of the house. I over, you know, did, studied hard, went for the A's, stressed out, you know, um, did all the things and, um, didn't have any boundaries. Right. And so the hardest part for a lot of women of color is establishing those boundaries and holding them because we feel like we are not, um, safe in giving up the people pleasing. Cause what'll happen if we say no, no, I can't drive the kids. I have this big meeting I have to prepare for, or no, I can't do that report because it's 5 PM and I have to go home to make dinner or I have other plans after work, you know? Um, no, I'm not going to wash the dishes for you just because you don't like them because I have other things that I need to do. And there's this risk of being perceived as selfish and God forbid we're selfish, you know, like you don't want to be seen as selfish because then people won't like you and people won't talk to you and people will not want to be your friend. And then Down the down that that sort of sequencing, it then becomes this idea of like, oh, then you might get put out of the tribe, so to speak, out of the community. You know, I think I keep thinking back to Paleolithic times, you know, caveman times when it was so crucial to survival to stay in the community, you know, to do your part in the community. Otherwise, they would just leave you. They would abandon you. And let the dinosaurs eat you. Of course, I don't know if that's scientifically accurate. I don't think there are dinosaurs around when one caveman were around, but um there were definitely hostile animals around. And so if you were out on your own, you wouldn't make it. And so our survival patterns have come down the line for this long. And so it's up to us now to recognize, okay, we are safe, relatively speaking. Um It's all relative because I know that black bodies are not necessarily safe compared to white bodies, for example. And let's just think about how we can move out of survival mode into thriving so that we don't attract that terrible thing we think is going to happen. If that makes sense. So there's a, there's a few things happening here. When we establish our boundaries, we are saying to the people around us, I respect myself. I respect who I am being. I respect my time. I respect my energy and I need you to do the same. Okay. So there's that established, um, declaration when you, when you honor your boundaries and those who don't want to honor your boundaries and get all offended, like, wait, you used to do this. What are you talking about boundaries? Like, who are you even? Then they are not your people. They will fall away because we need to release the old so that we can make room for the new. Right. And so if you set boundaries and there are folks who are like, what are you talking about? This is, this is no bueno for me. Let them fall away because the people who align with you and who you're being will show up. And I know that that, um, that sounds great. And I'll tell you, there's, there's a period of time where it feels kind of lonely because all those people who used to hang out with you, who now don't like your boundaries have fallen away. Your new people haven't come in yet and you're like, all right, this really is not fun. Maybe I should go call my old friends again and hang out and drop my boundaries. No, stay the course. The world card, I was going to hold it up. I was like, wait, this is an audio. (laughs) There's no camera. (laughs) Um, The world card is a reminder to say, hold your boundaries because Your internal landscape will then be made manifest externally. The external is starting to catch up with your internal. So be patient and just keep the unwavering faith. It's the 11th hour, my friends. You will see your external world match up with your inner landscape. So, okay. So there's, there's the, the literal boundaries, right? And then there's, there's the, the fear right? We're going to talk energetics right now. There's the fear of what happens if I put these boundaries up. Will I be put out into the the wilderness left on my own to survive on my own with nothing available to me? And so energetically that fear starts to be your primary frequency, right? And so you're afraid, you're afraid, you're afraid. I, I gotta people please. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Blah, blah 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 blah, right? And what happens is that you attract the thing that you're afraid of. You attract that circumstance. You may people please until the end of time, but if you're afraid of being expelled from the community, I don't know why I use the word expelled, but <laughs> that's the word that came to mind. If you're expelled from the community. And that's your fear. That vibration is going to make a match and events will unfold. Well, then where then you will be expelled from the community. And you could people please all you want. But if you're still afraid, 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 that is the actually the circumstance that you will attract. So even if you tried people pleasing until the sun came down. It's not a guarantee that you will stay belonging in a community. You need to be who you are at your essence. You need to shine your light, your true divine light for all to see. And they're going to want to be with you. No one's going to want to expel. <laughs> I feel like it's school. <laughs> no one's going to want to expel the person who is brilliant, who is solidly in themselves, the person who's thriving. They're not going to throw that person out into the street. They're going to throw the person who they perceive to be weaker, steeped in fear and afraid. And so set the boundaries so that you can create a sense of safety for yourself and within the community. I hope that makes sense. Because I think about how boundaries actually create a sense of empowerment. You are asserting who you are and where your edges are and the people who don't respect them show themselves. And then you know who not to hang out with, (laughs) you know? Um, so yeah, so establishing boundaries is really, really key to this journey to thriving. So this journey to thriving that I'm talking about is really a healing journey, right? And so we talked about release. We want to release the old habits. We want to release fear. We want to release anger. And then the second episode of the series, we talked about play, which really is about building resilience in the nervous system. Because when our bodies register play, it's like, oh, this is fun. Okay, not so bad. We ease out of the sympathetic nervous system. And then the sympathetic nervous system has time to rest and build some resilience in the nerve endings. How cool is that, right? And then the third part of this series is boundaries, which create a sense of safety, a sense of security, an assurance that you've got it. You've got this, you've got you, you're capable of holding space for yourself for really being secure in who you are being because you have solid boundaries. Now, I I will admit sometimes the boundaries change. Sometimes the boundaries get crossed. Sometimes we let people cross our boundaries. It's okay. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's all a work in progress, continual progress, continual learning and evolution and growth. And so don't feel bad if you're like, oh, is that this boundary? And then, oh, I just kind of let it fall down. It's all right. Start again. Start again. Easy as that. Just to be consistent. Be consistent with your boundaries. Don't be like, I have this boundary. Oh, no, maybe not. No, be consistent. Trust that you've got it. You've got yourself. You do. Okay, so next week, episode four of the four-part series I'm going to talk a little bit about connecting with your intuition, because that is key in creating self-trust, which is necessary for this healing journey. You know, you got to trust that you got yourself. So my friends, that is the episode for today. And I'm going to close it out this time with a poem from The World I Leave You. Asian American poets on faith and spirit because I've missed poetry so much. I've been doing a lot of tarot stuff, a lot of spiritual stuff, but I'm feeling called to get back to my literary roots, so to speak. (laughs) Um, and so I am just going to flip through the book and see where it lands. Well, let's try to pick one. That's not a five page poem. (laughs) There's, there's quite, there's quite a bit. So, here we go. Timothy, oh wait. Here we go. Shaman by E.J. Co. Shaman. If you want to take up space, first see how small you are, like rocks, honeycombs, and charcoal, anchoring, feeding, heating. In the sky, the clouds are combed like rabbit fur, if I am, remember this, I am not dreaming. You place the flower twig behind my ear, mark of my learning, you in a bluebell. A person small like me, but higher. Hmm, I love that. Okay, my friends. That is our episode today. And I will close this episode. Recording as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos by signing up for my newsletter which will be more light to your inbox go to suriyagian.com slash subscribe